Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Suits bragging to me, by the way, Todd, that he got the Peacock $1.99 a month deal because he wants to watch every single qualifying run in the month of May at Indianapolis, the Peacock Black Friday deal. I don't know about all that. I texted him back. I said, I'm dropping it in two minutes. (laughs) I I don't need to see cars go around in a circle against nobody, against anybody else. Come on. I mean, why don't you have a race where you got people on the beltway? (laughs) See who wins that. Okay. I might watch that. (laughs) All right. Or the Schuylkill Expressway. He wants to watch one car go around in a circle. Okay. All right. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Terrific service department. Backs it all up every step of the way. Routine, difficult to handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online, sunburymotors.com. It is Tuesdays. Time now for Tuesdays with Neil. Sir, always a pleasure. The pleasure is mine, as always. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. All right. So uh, let's start with Mike Tomlin. Uh, when it got to the question about his future, he walked out and left yesterday. What does it say about a coach in a season like this that they still went 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs and are consistently drafting every round in the 20-30 to 30 position? Does he at least get that level of respect? I think he gets the respect, but here's the thing. And whether, albeit unpleasant as it might be to consider here, but maybe Mike Tomlin isn't the one on the hot seat with the Steelers. Maybe the Steelers are on the hot seat with Mike Tomlin. If you look at this as uh, from a holistic perspective, everything you said is exactly true. They're drafting in the 20s. They're having... Uh, albeit limited success without a whole lot of, of payout at the end of the year. But if we look at this team player for player, go back to 2014, 2015, 2016, a mini run the Steelers had there, they fared a little bit better. Not a ton better, but a little bit better. And the difference in talent between those two teams is astronomically in favor of, of the earlier version of it. Not only have the Steelers failed to identify players of that ilk, but typically it's not even close, with the exception, of course, of J.J. Watt, possibly Minka Fitzpatrick. It makes you wonder after a while, the results are, you know, as Led Zeppelin would say, things remain the same. 
how much of this is Tomlin no longer wanting to deal with whatever it is that's stagnated inside the franchise at, at a, for them, a historical level. They haven't gone this long without winning a playoff game in, in a, a very long time, something like 50 years, I think. It, it hasn't been good football a lot, of the way, a lot of the time. You and I have talked about this. I would argue the, 21, the 2021 Steelers might have been the worst team Kevin Colbert had in his era. And they somehow went to the playoff. Yeah. Mike Tomlin deserves a tremendous amount of respect for doing that. But where is the bar set right now for this franchise? And it makes you wonder, uh, considering, as we've talked about, he did not sign a contract extension last year. I'm not saying one was offered to him. Uh, the team might not have wanted to do it either. I, I don't know. But the fact is, they made Mike Tomlin enter the final year of his contract, which started today, technically. Yeah. 17-year head coaches don't do that. I, I can't stress that point enough. Something is going on. So for Tomlin, also, who doesn't walk out on questions, I don't know if that's ever happened, uh, right. for him to do that, to not want to address this at all. He, he addressed the USC rumor from what two years ago something like that and that was as ridiculous as a question he's ever been asked he did he didn't talk about this at all and this is tangible because he did not sign a contract there's something going on and i can't help but wonder how how much of that is tomlin possibly saying you need to pay me more if you're not going to i kind of want to go somewhere else and it's next week or so i think it's going to be really interesting i I would pay attention I, i don't think this is as uh, cut and dry as people want to think that it is. Well, I think here's the other part. I mean, unfortunately, Dan Rooney's no longer with us. Art Rooney the second's the one that runs this team. And he runs it in his own way. And I am wondering, based at least on the people I know in Pittsburgh, all right, so I'm going a little bit on, on um, what some of the people I know there, it may not be the same relationship between those two as it was between Dan and and, and Mike Tomlin. And if that's the case, and we'll both play the hypothetical, um, if that is the case, it, it makes you wonder how long. And it, it, I, I don't want to say it like this. I just I can't think of a better way to say it. But it, it makes you wonder how long the, the the grieving process is. How long does Art, out of respect for his father, say we're going to do things this way before he decides we need to go a different way? And I don't want to bring money up because everyone yells at me all the time that, you know, Tomlin has gone on record saying it's not about money, blah, blah, blah. It's not about the cash. It's about the respect that the money brings. And if the Steelers are offering him, say, 15 a year, and Sean Payton is doing what he's doing right now in Denver <laughs> with far less results, yeah. um, I, I can't help but think Mike Tomlin wants to be in the ballpark of Sean Payton. And $5 million is $5 million. Nobody says, oh, forget it, don't worry about it, that's nothing. It, 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 that, that clearly wouldn't happen. If Art, who to this point, and we, we can charge Dan with some of this as well, if Art says, you know, maybe it isn't the best strategy any longer to put all of our money into the head coach and not pay the assistants all that much, either by contract or by volume. They don't have very many coaches. Maybe that's a Tomlin thing. Maybe it's a financial thing. I'm not 100% sure. But what I know is from a business perspective, they're paying Tomlin a, a, a significant salary. 
most he's getting more than most of his peers are. He's not at the top, but he's getting most of more than than his peers are. They don't funnel that money down. They're not paying much for coordinators and haven't in a while, and you're seeing the results of that, certainly on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe this is a time where both sides just kind of see that, you know, a break is necessary. The Steelers want to reset where they're at with their head coaching salary, perhaps bump up the salary of the assistants a little bit more, add some more coaching in there, some more direction, some more leadership, and not count on uh, exclusively on a man who is, uh, by all accounts, a, a fine leader in any regard. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing Tomlin at all. It's just all of this to me kind of suggests maybe it's time to part ways, and that happens. You know, that, that doesn't mean anybody's at fault. It doesn't mean anybody's getting fired. It's just they're proud, successful individuals, and they, they've, they've brought about a lot of success together. Maybe they've plateaued, though, because you need significant change of some type because your seasons are all the same now. I, I, I don't know another way to put that. They have to do something. Uh, but I don't feel Tomlin deserves to be fired. Um, he doesn't need as, as all you know fans are running around grabbing the, the pitchforks and torches this morning. I don't think that he he needs to be punished here. <laughs> I think maybe the, the franchise just needs to go in a different direction, and uh, this would be a good time to do it for where they are. Um, not now, but next season they they'd have a good amount of cap space and a good amount of roster open. This is probably a good time to start shaping uh, in, in a different way the next three to five years of, of the franchise. Which then brings us to the next part of it, and that is Kenny Pickett. Uh, in the end, they went with Mason uh, Rudolph to be the quarterback against Buffalo, which was the right call, in my opinion. Uh, he'd been playing well, and I thought, for the most part, gave a good account of himself in the game on Monday. But Kenny Pickett was drafted in the first round for a reason. You and I both know that as a first-round pick, you had to play your way out of the league. If you're a 4-7 to seven, or you're a free agent to play your way into the league for that second contract, you've watched him. Is Kenny Pickett the long-term answer at quarterback, or does that need thought? Um, this is, as you probably imagine, come up a few times. Um, I, for me, I, I think it really comes down to, um, not to get all you know semantic about it, but how do you want to define the answer? Um, people want answer to look like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's not that kind of answer. He is their starter next season, um, not because he is Patrick Mahomes, but simply because, financially speaking, he's the most viable option for them over the next two years. I don't think anybody, with the exception of anyone related to Mitch Trubisky, thinks that Mitch Trubisky should be in Pittsburgh next season. That's not going to happen on his current contract. Rudolph is a free agent. If you were really excited about how Rudolph played, I'm pretty sure his agent noticed that as well. Four games starting, going three and one, and I agree with you. I The, the, the first, what, 12, 13 throws, eh, I was a little concerned with where Rudolph was going. He ended the game pretty well. Not too bad, not great, but he ended it pretty well. He did some things that... Um, uh, he wasn't doing early on. Well, you know, day late and dollar short, but uh, he availed himself fairly well in in a difficult situation. Um, Rudolph, if, if we just look at the free agent market, is defined by Trubisky in in his extension last year, which is you know 
kind of leverage, not exactly arm's length, but <laughs> Rudolph is worth two years, $11 million per, uh, based on the market right now. He, he just is. Um, except, I, you know, not out of malice or, or pettiness or spite or anything, but I don't see why he would sign with the Steelers. That's the one team that's not going to give him a fair shake uh, at a starting job that would be in the market for his services. It depends on who it is, and the market's not going to be very big, but if you've got two teams bidding on a quarterback, that price is going to go up. Right. And it's going to come down entirely to uh, where they are with their starting quarterback, what direction they want to go in. He is going to be the best bridge starter in the NFL. That comes with the price tag of Trubisky up to, um, uh, oh, my God, I forgot his name, the, the kid in, in – um, in Denver, uh, Simeon, yeah. he was getting, I think, like Trevor, 11, Trevor 10, 11, something like that. Trevor Simeon. Yeah, it, um, these guys are not meant to be starters, but they find themselves in situations where they end up starting a game or two. Maybe Joe Flacco jumps up a little bit uh, yeah. dollar-wise. That pushes the market forward. Um, the Steelers can't afford Mason Rudolph. Not this year. And the distraction that that would create, knowing that Rudolph – um, by by most measurements, uh, exceeded the performance of Kenny Pickett with the new offensive coordinating staff in place. Now, Pickett only got one game of that, and that was probably Pickett's best game. So give him credit for that. It, to me, it makes a no-brainer situation for the team. If Rudolph did this, Pickett was our guy originally. We're going to stick with that. Pickett could probably do the same thing with this coordinator if that's who we're going to keep. So for me, I, I think it, it's a pretty linear decision. Um, they had offensive success, something they haven't had in two years uh, mm-hmm. prior to um, Eddie Faulkner taking over. They'll keep him. Pickett's going to be their guy. He's the cheapest option. Rudolph walks. Maybe they get a comp pick uh, because of that. But they probably cut Trubisky as well. So they still need two quarterbacks this year. Keep that in mind. They probably draft right. another one. Uh, but they're going to need to sign a veteran somewhere. Uh, maybe it's Joe Flacco. I don't know. <laughs> but um, not going to be a cost savings for them at that position this year, but they are going to flip that room over. And I doubt you do anything with Pickens, but, geez, every time I turn around, the guy's got to complain about something. And yesterday was another one. He's over on the sideline, like somebody just wants to put a cape on him. He gets mad and throws the cape, like... Uh, between, it's not that those guys aren't talented, but geez, I mean, at some point, doesn't character have to add into the talent part of it? The only word for it now, it just simply is just immature. Um, I, I think you probably that fourth and three ball. I, I think you probably see a holding call on that. Right, 60, I agree. 40. Right, I agree. Um, I also it wasn't think that as egregious. Really people are making it out. You don't that's, that's in the playoff game. Yeah, then there's that. That's the part that I'm going back to. What are you really mad about? You didn't protect the ball. You had it exposed going down with the guy's shoulder and helmet coming right at you. There is not a, a more obvious time to protect the ball in the NFL. You're not paying attention. That is the one thing he's trying to do at that point. No excuse for that. I don't care what level of superstar player you are. There's no excuse for it. Um, you, you might accuse Primus of the same thing, too. And yeah. these are the types of things that happen to this team in the playoffs. 
that it, it, it infuriates those who watch it because it's like you just you, you gave them the ball. I mean, Farmers didn't didn't count, but you know, in my world, probably should have. He shouldn't need to go down to frame by frame evidence of whether a ball glanced off his head or not. Right. Go with the call on the field, but if you're watching it and and they're evaluating the play, they may as well call it a fumble. It doesn't matter if it's statistically there or not. That's a mistake. That that's a, a an error that should have cost the team more than it did. Pickens did count, and it was worse. You had multiple situations like that with Pickens this year, along with lots of bright spots as well. Um, to, to paraphrase Mike Tomlin, ironically in this case, they'll, they'll keep the guys until they aren't worth keeping anymore. And I know that sounds simple, but what he's basically saying is if he's going to act like a chowderhead, he's going to have to back it up on, on the field. And the second that he's not doing that, they'll get rid of him. Uh, I don't know how long that leash is going to be with Pickens, but I know this. Um, if, if he doesn't put in the work this offseason and he doesn't become a better, uh, more well-rounded receiver, he's running out of excuses and things to blame about why he's not dominating games in every area uh, week in and week out because he has that talent he has that ability. They got him a new offensive coordinator. He got a new quarterback. He got the ball. He didn't get the ball. Sometimes he was happy. Sometimes he was upset. The game doesn't revolve around George Pickens, and until he gets that, I think we're going to have a little outburst like this. You know, and him complaining about the official, I get it. On the field, I get it. Explains his helmet on the sidelines. That's not good, but that doesn't really bother me a whole lot. It's an emotional game. It's more going to the media um, and, and sounding like an idiot when you go to the media, complaining about the things that you're complaining about. There, there comes a point that you have to, to you know, hold yourself accountable to the fact that you took points off the board for your team. You gave them to the other team. Um, you not getting a holding call on fourth and three when you're down uh, significantly in the game is not a it's not a major problem in my mind. Okay. So let's take the Apollo 13 approach. What is good on the spacecraft? The spacecraft, um, when healthy, I think they've got, at worst, one of the three best defensive players in the game. Um, they've got opportunities. Well, it, to, to be fair, defensively, I think they played well overall defensively. But the fact that they were down to like their eighth inside linebacker yeah, in a problem. playoff game, really didn't help. I mean, with, with all due respect, Miles Jack, he would have been on the field for one NFL team at this point, and that was the one you just watched. And he he completely fell apart. Um, you saw his age. You saw Patrick Peterson's age in this game. There are moves they can make, and I, I'm willing to bet there are moves that they plan to make. Jack wasn't supposed to be on the team, okay? They, they lost three starting-level inside linebackers this year. Uh, Landon Roberts was being held together by duct tape by the end, and he got hurt in the last one, too. I think he got hurt in each of the last seven games. Um, he, he had to do a lot to get on the field, and credit to him for, for continuing to battle out there, but uh, poor Michael Walker doesn't belong on the field. Miles Jack didn't belong on the field. And these are guys that had to play significant snaps. If you get that short up, I think their defense would have performed well throughout, uh, you know, consistently well throughout the season. Hard to play high-end defense every single week, but what we see today is the teams that are doing it, i.e. Baltimore, San Francisco, uh, these are teams that have great inside linebackers, three-down, off-ball linebackers. 
that's probably something the Steelers need to address. But if they had that this year, which they, they tried to do, to their credit, I mean, they, they brought in a lot of them. Um, if they had that, they would have been a very good defensive unit. And I think to some degree they can still do that next year. Um, you have to like the growth and the development of their offense over the last seven games of the season with Eddie Falker. I, I, would, I would imagine they would hire him. I don't think Mike Sullivan will call plays. I, I wonder if he's going to stick around as the quarterback's coach or they'll want him. Uh, but there will be pretty significant changes on the staff, but I think Eddie Falker will be back, and they, they can continue to build on something that looked like it worked over the last couple of games. Maybe they can get better in that regard. Um, with it, you should have the makings of a better team um, from what we see of it. So I think overall they, they have team strength, but they got to get some more depth defensively. they got to get a bit faster in the secondary. Um, overall, you, you like the progress of the offensive line. Roderick Jones, I don't think, had his best game last night, but uh, there's a lot to like there. Um, you've probably got your offensive line minus the, the worst one, Mason Cole, coming back next season. So you plug in a center, uh, preferably a veteran one. I think they've got a good offensive line um, going into camp. And, and with that, they have something they can build. Um, they also have something they can tear down if they want to and completely start over. So it, it's it's going to be a really interesting offseason. Um, there's some talent there. They just need to, you know, they, they need to get better, <laughs> plain and simple. Um, it's pretty good, but how do you get a lot better uh, in one offseason? That, that's, the, that's the challenge that Omar Khan has in front of him right now. Well, never a challenge when talking with you. Uh, you're the best, and now we're heading into – some of the interesting part of the year that you and I always enjoy talking about, and that is the off season. You got to love the transactional season, the business season of the NFL. It really is kind of what brings everything together. Um, I, I enjoy that. I've come to enjoy that a lot more throughout my career as well, just because that's you know that, that's kind of the soap opera, that's kind of the action part uh, beyond football. You're you're seeing uh, just as competitive games being played amongst teams, amongst themselves. There's a lot that comes out of it. And I don't honestly, I don't think last year was pretty interesting for the Steelers with the amount of money that they had to spend, the guys that they brought in. Um, I, To me, this offseason touches, there's a question mark around everything surrounding the Steelers right now, up to and including the head coach. You don't know if he's going to step down tomorrow or not. He might. Uh, that That's not you know, a junk rumor. He might. Um, with that, you have an offensive coordinator you need to hire. Uh, they haven't done that for a while. Maybe it's Faulkner, maybe it's not. You know, you, you can see that going either way. Um, you're going to lose a lot of coaches here. <laughs> you know, that will yeah. get fired up here in the, in the coming weeks. They don't typically fire their coaches immediately following the season. They kind of take some time and, and go over stuff. But uh, I think it's safe to say not everyone's coming back. Uh, they're not getting the band back together next year. So uh, moves are going to come there. You also have major decisions with Cam Hayward, with Deontay Johnson. The, the personnel moves uh, alone are, are pretty uh, are pretty significant. So stay tuned. It's going to be crazy. Well, you'll be back. How about that? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks for having me, guys. Neil Kulong.